What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stan Talks, and I'm your host with the most, Chris Stein. And today, I'll be talking about a brand new UFC fight night. Uh, this fight night is going to be Jack Hermanson versus Joe Pfeiffer. Jack Hermanson is ranked number 11 in the middleweight division, and Joe Pfeiffer isn't ranked at all or ranked yet. Um, nevertheless, I'm not discrediting, you know, his capabilities. So with Jack Hermanson, he's 23 and 8 in the middleweight division, 44% striking accuracy, 11 wins by knockout, 30% takedown accuracy, six wins by knockout, and 10 first round finishes. His last fight was against Roman Dolezy, who he lost to in round two by TKO back in 2022 on December 4th. Um, I just want to say one thing about Jack Hermanson. Um, he, he's a guy that pushes through. Like I, I seen, I was watching a fight and the guy had literally like messed up his knee and you could see the knee uh, started to swell up like big, you know? And the guy had kind of like got back up, didn't like shit, like he didn't like shed a tear nothing. He didn't want to quit. He told his corner, I guess like, or his corner was like, he's good to go when they asked him. And he got up and he finished that fight and he finished it and he won. And um, to go through that on a, on a knee or a leg that you're gonna have to put pressure on that you're fighting a guy that could potentially hit that leg all day because you want to get up and say like, yeah, I'm good. And that fighter can be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna just keep targeting that leg because I know it's hurting him and that can potentially end that fight early and get him out there. You know what I mean? So I think if you're gonna fight through something like that, a pain like that, man, it's then you're willing to like show any opponent that you're not easy. You know what I mean? That you're tough. You know, and so for Joe Joe Pfeiffer to have this shot at this guy, I think if he wins this fight, I think this puts him in the conversation of top ten. Uh, even though Jack Hermanson is number eleven, I think Joe Pfeiffer should be taking that number eleven spot easily after this, and he should potentially get like a number ten spot or just getting a title shot or something, man. Because the guy is definitely legit in that division in that middleweight division. But the middleweight division is a tough division right now. There's a lot of guys in that division that could do um, a lot of things. So the title can be switched around easily. I mean, this is the UFC. Everybody in the UFC can fight. So, yeah. Um, his opponent, Joe, Fe Joe Pfeiffer, who is also the favorite. Uh, they call him Body Bags. He's 12-2. and two. Uh, eight wins by knockout, three wins by submission, six first round finishes, 45% striking accuracy, 83% takedown accuracy. Last fight was against Al Hassan back in October of last year, of 2023, and he won that fight in round two by submission. Uh, uh, Joe Pfeiffer has a wrestling background. The guy wrestled a lot. Uh, that's how he got his foot into like the MMA. Uh, I think one of his coaches uh, that was like a father figure to him, he said that he got him into it and he realized he can be good at it. And so he decided to stick with it, you know? And Joe Piper is a, is a is really like, he's really a dog, man. Like the dude's a dog for real. Uh, he's a heavy hitter and he's one of the more known heavy hitters in the division, even though he's not ranked. He's like one of those guys that everyone is like, all right, man, like I know this guy can hit, you know? And 
to how six, like half his, like half his fights have been won in the first round. You know what I mean? So, and to have an 83% takedown, man, that's going to be hard for uh, somebody like Jack Hermanson because um, he's like, I think Jack Hermanson is good standing up. I think he has a very good jiu-jitsu uh, like technique. Like I think his technique and his skill skill set is good in jiu-jitsu, but I also think Jack Hermanson is uh, great at kicking and Muay Thai and legs and, and leg and kickboxing. Joe Piper is all around just, uh, you know, he's good at it. But I think Joe Piper's strong suit that a lot of people don't really realize is that he's good in wrestling, even though on paper it says it, you know? I think a lot of people think he's just a guy that goes out there and just uh, throw a crazy, you know, hook at you or jab at you and, and you know, bloody you up throughout the whole fight. But uh, Joe Piper is definitely good on both on the ground and, different I mean both good at the you know striking uh because Jack Romance has a 44% striking accuracy uh, Joe Pfeiffer has a 45% striking accuracy so he has 1% better but he also is killing him killing on his on his stat sheet he's killing him on takedown accuracy I mean Jack Romance has 30% and Joe Pfeiffer has 83% Man, that's kind of bad because Joe Piper is actually known to be a good wrestler. Jack Hermanson on paper looks like he's just good at striking. You know what I mean? And that's Joe. That's one of Joe's Piper's um, strong suit as well. You know. So for this fight, uh, I'm have to go with Joe Piper, man. But I don't believe Jack Hermanson will make this an easy fight at all for Joe Piper. I think this would be somehow if if it's not like a TKO in the first, second round, they can go all the way to the fifth round, man. They can go by decision. You know, these are guys that have been training their whole lives and been doing this for a long time and, you know, have been tested. So it can go either way. That's the thing about fighting. But I truly believe Joe Piper got this one in the bag. And so uh, I'm just giving you guys who I think as a fan of the UFC and a fan of fights and looking at this card, um, I think this would be good. So I think Joe Piper has this one in the bag. Yeah. Yep. So moving on, we have a featherweight bout. It's going to be number 13, Dan 50K Iggy um, versus Andre Philly. Andre Touchy Philly. That's his nickname, Touchy. Uh, Dan Dan Iggy is 17-7. He has five wins by knockout, five wins by submission, six, six first-round finishes, 45% uh, striking actually, 27% takedown actually. Last fight was against Bryce Mitchell back in 17 of 2023. Uh, Dan Iggy is good, man. He's good. Dan Iggy, I think he's been doing this for a long time as well. Just as much as Andre Philly. Um, and I think to win this fight, I think Dan Iggy, um, he just has to come in and just... Uh, take down Andre Philly. I think if he can do that, he can win. Andre Philly, um, he has 10, 10 wins by knockout. He also has a seven wins by submission, eight first round finishes, and he's 23 and 10 in the featherweight division. And he has a 38% striking accuracy, 48% takedown accuracy. And his last fight against, was against back, back against Almeida back in December of last year, which he won. Um, Dan Iggy, uh, even though he has a better striking accuracy, 
Um, I think this this could go, this is one of those fights that can go either way. I think if you just got to piece each other up, it can get bloody, get get pretty bad. But um, if it goes to the ground, even though Andre Philly has that length on him, that you never know, man. You never know how it can go. But I think uh, I'm truly gonna go with Dan Iggy on this one. Uh, Dan Iggy has fought, I think, a little bit tougher opponents. Um, I think he's fought some guys that um, have been ranked and have been, you know, battle-tested early on in their careers and have been, you know, know the, the discipline and everything of being in the ring. Uh, not to say that Andre Philly doesn't, ha doesn't have that either. Andre Philly's been fighting way longer than I ever can imagine, you know what I mean? Fighting. And he's been doing it for a long time, you know? Even outside of the, you know, USC, he's been fighting. So, um, it's about who wants it more, though. That's the thing about fighting. So, uh, for this one, I'm going to go with uh, Dan 50K Iggy. Uh, like I said, he's ranked number 13 in the featherweight division. So, I'm going to go with him. But I just want to say, like, these these fights and these um, wins and losses or predictions that I have, I'm just going with it as a fan and just trying to give you guys insight of what I think um, is possible, you know? And I think a lot of... People with names that you know, I'm telling you, I think it's a good possibility that these guys can do it. Uh, I watch a lot of USC, I'm no uh, USC expert, uh, but I watch it and I also do training on the side of Jiu Jitsu and Muay Thai. And I'm very, very like invested into this type of sport, man. I don't know why, man. Uh, for someone like me, I used to be a basketball player early on and I just fell off, fell out of love with it. For after I, I graduated high school, I just fell out of love with it and I joined the military and then started working out and started getting some weight on me and started feeling a little bit more confident. And so I wanted something different, a different sport, man. I always wanted to be an athlete, so I wanted something different. And I started watching the UFC one day and I saw Israel Adesanya. I saw him like fighting, I think Robert Whitaker, and I think Israel Adesanya won that. I think he became like champion. And I was like so impressed with Israel Adesanya that fight because the way he came out, uh, I think he was shouting like, like he was doing like an anime celebration. I think it was Pokemon or something. And I was like, damn, I didn't even know this guy watched anime like that. You know, like fighters watched anime because, you know, anime was kind of the thing nerds did. And I didn't think you can be a nerd and fight, you know what I mean? So it was pretty dope to watch somebody do that. and win and really beat the brakes off of someone, you know? And which he did. If you go back and watch Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, you will see that he beat the brakes off of Robert Whitaker. Nonetheless, Robert Whitaker, you know, pieced him up too, but at the same time, Israel Adesanya definitely did good on that, you know? Um, but yeah, I got into doing that and eventually like three years later down the road, I was like, uh, I'm gonna just, you know, try it. So I just tried out in the gym. So right now I'm just training Muay Thai. Uh, I've done a little bit of boxing here and there, uh, combination with Muay Thai. Um, and then I started doing Jiu Jitsu here on the side too. So sometimes I, it depends on the week and the work I have scheduled that week. I usually go two or three times of Jiu Jitsu and then two times or one time of uh, Muay Thai and just doing that, you know. Uh, later this year, I'm hoping that I get into a competition uh, whether that be amateur or professionally, it doesn't matter. And win and just keep winning and just have fun with it, man. Cause that's really, you know, something 
I think it's dope, you know, just to come out, just to walk out, celebrate as you're walking out, like you the big dog and you hop in that cage. And once, that, once they lock that cage, it's you and that guy, man. So uh, somebody gonna, gonna be out there either. Uh, you both gonna walk out and it's gonna win by, you one of y'all gonna win by submission. Somebody gotta lose though, you know what I mean? That's the thing, somebody gotta lose. So whether it be by submission, somebody got knocked out walking out on the stretcher or somebody got some broken bones and they walking out there, you know what I mean? They can't continue on. So however way it can go, it, it will go, you know what I mean? It, it could go. So shout out to Young Boy, you know, one of, his, one of my favorite songs by him is called It Can Go, you know? So on that Hot Boy Inspired album he got, by the way. Um, so yeah, man, you know, I just want to say, you know, like, this is something that I'm very invested in, man. And I think, uh, you know, I, I want to see a lot more people, uh, get invested into this sport as well, because that means the, the sport will get bigger. Uh, more people want to do it. And in return, I think the UFC or any fight organization will start paying its fighters a little bit more because they see a lot more people. Uh, will be willing to watch this fight and, and are invested in this fight just as much as uh, the fighters are invested in the fight, you know, because a lot of these fighters don't get paid a lot, man, uh, especially if you're from the U.S., you know, um, and it's hard to believe that, but it's actually true, man. If you're not a big name in the UFC, you don't get paid a lot, man. Some of these guys are fighting for uh, 10000 20000 30000 and yet that's, that's a lot of money, right? That is, but at the same time, when you live in the U.S., man, you got like bills you got debt and who's to say uh you know i know you guys might say like man that's their fault and this and that they got them bills and debt and stuff like that things got pay off every day some of them have kids and this and that but like man like you know like if you coming from i feel like if you come from a different country like say for like for instance uh no disrespect to any country but i'm just saying if you come from like brazil mexico mexico city or not not mexico city but mexico or like if you come from brazil or you're coming from uh let's see like Nigeria or you come from or come from Poland you come from uh somewhere in Europe you know what I mean or somewhere in Africa somewhere from South America if you come out there and you make 50,000 your fight 20,000 your fight man you go back and you 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 live you live okay for a while you know what I mean and you can fight again you know it can take care of a lot of things uh but if you make 50,000 man and you got like a $20,000 car man that that shit is going to go to your car, your house, you know what I mean, bills. And then you gotta pay your trainers, you gotta pay your coaches, you know what I mean? Same thing with, they, they still have to pay their coaches and everything too, but by the time they pay them, they still have a lot more, you know, that they don't have to worry about no more. So, I think that a lot of people need to start watching this, uh, just, just to get their knowledge better of the sport, because I know a lot of people are starting to train it now. Like, I, I think a lot of people are starting to do Muay Thai and boxing and Jiu-Jitsu now, I'm starting to see it a lot more uh, comment and it's kind of weird because I remember someone a long time ago told me that if you don't start doing uh, the things you think about doing now, Kristan, eventually you're gonna start seeing everyone else do it. And it's gonna hurt you more if you didn't get to do what you thought about doing a long time ago. And so that was kind of scary when he told me that because when I started doing Muay Thai and starting to boxing, I would just go on and off whenever I felt like it. And then I remember I started seeing people doing it, and I was like, God damn. Like, what, what, what the world? I mean, it kind of, like, made me mad. But then as I started, you know, kept going, and I told myself uh, this year, I was like, I'm going to just keep going as much as I can. You know what I mean? And so that's what I've been doing. And I remember I started in this class, and I looked around, and I was like, man, at this point, it's a marathon now, man. It's about who 
is willing to put in the work the longest amount of time and duration, you know what I mean? Like who's want to do it two or three years, you know, and not just here for right now and see how it is and how they like it, you know? who really, Who's willing to just come up and show up just like how it is for their job, you know? So, and the cons who's willing to be consistent at it, so. I think if I'm consistent or if you guys are consistent with anything you're doing in life, man, I think you can really, really do it. I think you can um, find some success at it or learn something from it and get some tools from it that you can take in your own daily life, you know? I think you can do that. And I think we all can do that. So uh, I just want to say that, you know, and this podcast I'm doing, man, uh, Stein Talk, uh, I will be always, you know, making episodes here and there. Uh, I'll try to be consistent with it and give you guys updates on UFC fights and people that are coming out that are new guys for you to watch out for and things like that, you know, and don't let me uh, discredit anything, you know. Uh, like I said, I'm just, this is my basic opinion, uh, as a, just a fan of the sport, man. So, so it's, it's, that's all, bro. That's all. I'm not here to talk shit or nothing like that. I'm just here for good vibes, man. Cause I'm very well knowledgeable in a lot of things. Um, but this one in particular is what the one, the topic of discussion for today. So, but yeah, continue on with the rest of the fights, man. Uh, we have Robert Brzechek versus Eeyore. Pudiera. So Robert Bricek is from Poland. Ior Pizera is from Ukraine. And I'm just going to run through all these other fights because I really wanted to just focus on the main and co-main event because those guys uh, are usually always ranked and those guys are part of the main event so that, that brings the attention and brings the people there, you know. Uh, so these guys, I think for Robert Bricek versus Ior Pudiera, I think for this one, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Robert Percek. I'm gonna just go with that one. I don't know much about these guys, uh, but like I said, if I <laughs> I don't know if I'm being biased about this, but uh, from Poland, the guy Robert Percek is from Poland. Um, Jan Blaskowicz is from Poland, and I think uh, you know the Polish uh, fighters out there out here in Europe. I think they're pretty great. I think they're good. Um, at takedowns, and I think they're very good at striking as well. And who's to say Ior Patir from Ukraine isn't either, but for this one, I'm gonna go Robert Bracek. Uh Next one, we have a middleweight bout, Brad Tavares versus Gregory Rodriguez. Sorry, Rodriguez and Brad Tavares from the US. He'll be representing the US. Gregory Rodriguez will be re representing Brazil. Uh, for this one, I'm gonna have to go with Gregory Rodriguez, man. They call him Robocop, man. And, and just looking at the guy, he just look like somebody that doesn't play around, man. And I know he's good at jiu-jitsu, man. He, this guy looks like he's a fucking beast, man. And so I think, and he's the favorite, man. He's the favorite. And I seen a fight where he got a guy in the submission, man. And man, it looked like he was gonna break him uh, when he was putting him in a submission in the armbar. I think it was an armbar. And so, uh, Brad Savar is good as well, man. He's good at striking. Um, but I think Robocop got this one, man. I think he does. So, uh, yeah. It's the middleweight bout. And that's going to be Sunday as well, February 11th. Uh, it's going to be the UFC fight night. Uh, Hermanson versus uh, Joe Pfeiffer. 
But the next one is a lightweight bout. It's gonna be Michael Menace, the Menace Johnson versus Darius Flowers, man. And if you've been watching UFC for the past decade, man, you know Michael Dominic Johnson, man. He's a Michael Johnson been around for a long time, man. He's been doing his thing, man. And I follow him on Instagram, and I feel like uh, the guys, they got, like they say, the guys trying to make a comeback. And I was like, man, I didn't even realize he loved me. I thought he was still doing his thing, you know. And that's just to show you, it was always the first challenge that the UFC is looking for. So these older guys don't really get like a lot of love and the OGs and stuff. And I think Michael Johnson should get his flowers, man. And he's not even on the main car. Like, I mean like the, like, he's not even like a main event thing. Like he's just on the main car. Like he's not co-main or main event, you know? And this guy's been around for years, man, uh, doing his thing. So for this one, I'm gonna go with Michael Dominic Johnson, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with this. And, and looking at the stats right now, everyone is, projected him to win anyways. Uh, like I said, Michael Johnson has faced a lot of talent, man. But Darius Flowers, you know, the guy looks like he he, he doesn't play around either. So, but Michael, Michael Johnson has faced a lot of people. He, is, he has been at title, he's been a title contender before, you know what I mean? Like this guy may not have won a title, but he has been, he's fought people that have won a title or been title contenders or been in the top 10, you know what I mean? So. The guy know how to fight, man. He's been doing it for over a decade, long before I probably even knew about his sport. Uh, the next one is a middleweight bout. It's gonna be Rodolfo Rodolfo Vieira from Brazil and Armand Petri Petrosen from Armenia. Arme Arm yeah, Armenia. Uh, for this one, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Vieira as well, because uh, I think if he. Uh, I think if he sticks to his game plan, man, those the Brazilians, man, they are somebody to not really mess around with, man. I, I think they're good in jiu-jitsu. It's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? They, they have to be great at that, you know what I mean? So, training, fighting, and stuff like that. So, I, I'm just going to go with Rodolfo Vieira. Um, I could be wrong. You guys do your own research, and, you know, you see about it. All right, moving on to the prelims. Uh, we have up-and-coming Trevin Giles versus Carlos Pratis. Uh, Trevin Giles representing U.S. Carlos Prosit representing Brazil. For this one, man, I'm gonna go with Trevin Giles, man. I, I, I seen him, man, a uh, couple fights, and the guy looks promising, man. I think he got it in the bag, man. So I'm gonna go with Trevin Giles, man. And this is a welterweight bout, by the way, welterweight. So uh, the next one is gonna be a lightweight bout. Also, it's gonna be from Belgium, representing Belgium. It's gonna be Olaji Oki versus Timothy Kwambo, who's representing the U.S. Um, I saw a couple fights with Balaji, Balaji Oki. Hopefully, I'm not butchering his name, but I seen a couple fights with the guy, man. The guy uh, is really good at striking. Like, he does a lot of striking, and he knows how to punch and throws. He know how to time his punches right to the point where uh, you, you, you're like, damn. And he hits hard, too, you know what I mean? So, uh, he throws a lot of body shots, too, uh, piece you up the body. And then so that way, you can focus on protecting your body more, and then he just stuns you with the freaking... Uh, head headshot, man. So for this one, I'm gonna go with Balaji Oki, man. The guy that's fought out of Belgium and he fought at Atomic Fighting Championship. I saw a couple of those fights and the guy's pretty good, man. Uh, so hey, man, welcome to UFC, man. Keep doing your thing. Uh, um, for the next one, it's gonna be a female strawweight fight. 
I hope I'm not. I think it's yeah, strawweight bout. That's gonna be Loma Luke Bumi versus Bruno Brazil. Loma Luke Bumi is from Thailand. She one of the one of the first actual uh, fighters that the UFC have you know put into their roster that was from Thailand, grew up in Thailand, fight out of Thailand that they put onto the roster and now fighting in the UFC. And Bruno Brazil is from Brazil as well. Uh, everybody have Loma as the favorite. Um, and if you know about Thailand, that is the home of Muay Thai, which is a fighting style like kickboxing. But uh, I think they call it the the style of eight eight uh, limbs, eight, eight limbs. Yeah, because in Bur Burmese fighting, I think they call it nine limbs, the art of nine limbs. So this one's the art of eight limbs. Uh, so uh, you in Muay Thai, you can use your elbows, you can you can punch, you can use your kicks. Uh, but you can't take down. You can't wrestle and do jujitsu and all that stuff. You can only do elbows, knees. Uh, you can do elbows, knees, punching. You can do kicks and stuff like that. You know. Uh, and Burmese fighting, the art of nine limbs. Uh, you can use your head. So you can't do takedown, but you can headbutt and stuff like that. So coming from Thailand, I'm pretty sure Loma is very well knowledgeable in Muay Thai. You have to be. And for the UFC to sign her, that means she was already doing great out there in Thailand, which breeds fighting, man. People out there fight as a hobby, man, just for fun. So everybody out there fights, you know what I mean? You born a fighter out there in Thailand, literally everybody, you know what I mean? So for her to come out there, that means she was one of the best in her class, you know what I mean? To get signed by the UFC as the first person, you know what I mean? Because the UFC could sign a lot of people from that country, man, so. Shout out to Loma Luke Bumi, one of the first. Uh, I hope she, I'm gonna go with her, man. I'm gonna go with her. Um, I think if she keeps it at that level with striking and Muay Thai, I think she can piece up Bruno Brazil very well. Uh, but um, who's to say Bruno Brazil doesn't, you know, come out and have something she's been training because she knows Loma. Loma is good at Muay Thai, you know? So yeah. Uh, the next one is gonna be a, um, gonna be a heavyweight bout it's gonna be Devin Clark versus Marcin Pacino Marcin Pacino is from Poland Devin Clark is representing the US uh, I don't know too much about these fighters at all uh, if I had to say Devin Clark is a favorite by the way I haven't seen too much of their fights but if I had to say I'm gonna go with Devin Clark on this one man um, I'm gonna go with him yeah uh, the next one is gonna be a welterweight bout Matt Griffin. Griffin representing the U.S. versus Jeremiah Wells representing the U.S. also. Uh, the favorite is Jeremiah Wells. I saw Jeremiah Wells uh, fights uh, one time. I think I, I watched a couple fights. And he's really good at submitting. Like, like he's really good at jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So, I don't know if he has a wrestling background or anything. But uh, his takedown uh, is very, very, very good. So, um, I'm, for this one... I don't know, man. Matt Griffin may be good at it as well. He maybe never fought somebody like this. So for me, I'm gonna go with Jeremiah Wells, man. Next one is also gonna be a heavyweight bout. It's gonna be Zach Paga from US versus Bogdan Goskov. Uh, Zach Paga representing US, Bogdan Goskov representing Uzbekistan. Uh, I think that was the first person I ever seen representing Uzbekistan on the UFC uh, uh, card, you know what I mean, fight card. Um, for this one, I'm going to just go with Zach Pago, man. I'm going to go with him on this one. Uh, the next one is a featherweight bout. Fernie Garcia from U representing U.S. versus Hyder Emil 
representing the Philippines. Oh, uh, man. I don't know for this one. Uh, no one even knows about this one. Like, no one has a favorite or an underdog in this one. Um, so, for this one, I'm going to go Hyder and Mill, man. The Philippines, like I said, Philippines, Thailand. Uh, I don't know much about Vietnam, but I do know, man. Those guys were very well knowledgeable in Muay Thai, man. Uh, so more specifically, uh, Thailand. <laughs> Uh, the next one is going to be, and it's the, last, the first fight of the night on the prelim. It's going to be a bantamweight bout. Uh, Daniel Mar Marcos representing Peru versus Ayo Rickling from China. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, Daniel Marcos is the first person to think I've heard from Peru as well. Uh, it's a guy from Ecuador named uh, Chido Vera. I think that was the first person I've seen from Ecuador. And I also think Mariah Marias. Morales is from Ecuador as well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of good guys, man. I'm gonna go with Ayo Rickling from China for this one as the bantamweight belt. I think he got this one in the bag, but yeah, man. These are all the, the cards, man, for UFC Fight Night. Jack Romanson versus Joe Piper, Sunday, February 11th uh, in the Las Vegas Apex Arena. So, man, it's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a good one. A lot of guys promising on his list, man, who's going to get a chance to be ranked. Um, it's going to be moving up on up, man. That's the thing about fighting. There's always somebody new that you're going to have to face that you feel like in the fight, it could go one or two ways that they make you feel like you never face this type of opponent with this type of strength or this is too easy. You know what I mean? So it can go either way, man. Fights can go either way, man. And like I say, I'm still on my journey of trying to be competitor man and i'm just someone who likes to analyze uh opponents and other fights and other people that's fighting is also because hopefully maybe one day i'll face them if not it's cool man i'm not like uh crazy about like i'm putting my whole lifeline on the line on the, on the line for it. i'm just chilling man I, I just really love the idea of beating somebody up and hopefully uh becoming someone from it and getting paid for it, man. That's all. That's all, man. That's nothing more than that. Uh, for the end, for the end, this this type of podcast. Uh, one of the things I want to do is shout out the quote of the day, um, and I'm gonna be doing this every other episode. And so, the quote of the day for this episode, uh, I'm gonna have to say, um, if you want the rainbow, then you gotta deal with the rain. And I'm gonna say it again. If you want the rainbow, you're going to have to deal with the rain. And I'm going to say that because a lot of people, um, including myself, you know, I started a lot of things that I, would, I was doing, trying to do dreams, goals. I started up, man, because I, I, I saw only the end goal and didn't realize there were times where it's going to be obstacles in your way, man. And the obstacles in your way is going to be rain because, you know, in real life, in reality, when you see a rainbow, that means the rain just ended. You know what I mean? So... Uh, the rain has stopped raining or it's still raining kind of, you know what I mean? The rain is about to end. So uh, it's going to be a lot of times where you doing something you love doing, man, or have a dream of doing because you see that end goal of where it may set you up in life. And it may mess you up because you don't realize that there's obstacles in the way. There's people you got to get through, things you got to do, have in order before you start or even think about doing what you're trying to do for your dream or goal, you know what I mean? So, and I was one of those guys that didn't even realize that, man. I started a lot of things, man. Didn't realize the the rain was gonna come, man. And when the rain came, 
I wanted to stay inside the house. I didn't want to come out of the house, man. You got to come out of the house, man, when the rain starts. Because that's when you really get to find out your true self. You know what I mean? So, if you want the rainbow, realize that rain is going to come with it. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's the quote of the day. Yes, sir. But also, we also going to do a song of the day. And it's one of my favorite artists. I've been listening to him since I was 17 years old, man. Leaving Lower Richland parking lot. I was coming out of the parking lot one day and I first played his song. But one of the one of, one of my favorite artists, man, it's gonna be NBA Youngboy, Never Broke Again. And it's gonna be called It Could Go. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast because it really can't, it really can go, man, either way in fights, man. So it could go by NBA Youngboy. And that's conclude the Stein Talks. Hey, man, I hope y'all have a good day.